Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring, do bad, and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, yes. Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. Oh, whoa. And the you know who on the other end of the woo woo is none other than Ron Graves. That last name might sound familiar to everyone who's been listening here in Puckburg. This is none other than Ryan Graves' father. So, Ron, it is an honor to have you on here in Puckburg. Thank you very much, Kyle. It's very it's honored to be interviewed. Well, I wanted to have you on not just to talk about Ryan. We'll talk about him. He's had his shine. We want to talk <laughs> about we want to talk about you. Um, what about the game of hockey um, stood out to you? And where did your hockey fandom start? Uh, I started playing hockey like not till I was eight years old. I played minor hockey here in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, and uh, you know I went up through the ranks. I didn't go very far. Uh, my family. You know, I, I tried it for some rep teams or whatever, but uh, my family wasn't uh, financially well set up at that time. And uh, so there wasn't really enough money for me to pay play like on the rep teams because of the traveling costs at that time in my life. So what about hockey? Um, was there a, a player or a team that you idolized uh, going through those ranks? Is there a player that you modeled your game after during those times? Well, I think uh, the Montreal Canadiens and I was a big Larry Robinson fan. At oh, that yeah. time in my life. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Larry Robinson fan. <laughs> it's it was honestly it's hard not to be. Uh, those Canadian <laughs> teams were just incredible. And um, what was that hockey scene like uh growing up? Uh especially like in the rep teams and like uh trying to make your way. What was that hockey environment like during that time? It was very competitive. Uh in Yarmouth, we're a very small town, and so they're you know, you're, you're, these are the people you went to school with or knew in your community that you were competing for a position on or whatever. And, uh, but there were some very talented, uh, kids, you know, that, that I played hockey with or whatever, or in that went on to make the rep teams and things like that. So it was a very competitive environment. I'll put it that way. Um, what about, you said that it, that hockey playing hockey, uh, going up through the ranks, it just didn't work out. Did you stay, engaged with the game at all did you were there yes, other I avenues did. that you followed well, through the game well no i i played hockey up until the time i was about 40 uh i think 40 years old or whatever and uh and i enjoyed it but as ryan uh, progressed through his career you know it, it took more and more of my time i had to give up my own uh endeavors with sports to you know to uh to get him, you know, to, to put him in the right arenas at the right time in his life, you know, so uh, that, that kind of is what ended my hockey career. It wasn't the love of the game. It was uh, simply, I had responsibilities for my son, I guess. And we'll, we'll talk about that. The, um, the aspect of transitioning from hockey player to hockey parent. Um, yes. Did, was there a noticeable moment where you're like, I think Ryan, he's definitely got a path. And what was that moment like where you're, kind of shifted out of the hockey out of the hockey playing aspect and you were I know what um <laughs> what yeah. being a hockey parent is like getting to those arenas super early in the tournaments all over all over God's green earth 
Um, tell me what that was like in the early days of Ryan's career. Well, uh, early in like uh, another friend of mine, John Murphy, who went on to be Ryan's coach right up until like Bantam, uh, he and I coached like right from the Timbits League, you know, right up through with 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 Ryan. And it was actually in Pee Wee where I quit coaching because I found it was just progressing. It was going to stop Ryan's progression as a player. It was very difficult at that time to coach him. I saw that he did have some presentable talent. You know, and 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 passion for the game, but to be the parent and also being like the provider, you know, to get him to the ranks and stuff like that, it was a. Uh, I felt it was going to be a negative impact if I kept trying to coach him at that time in his life. That and that's that's incredibly wise. Like, and I, I respect that. And that was, I mean, that's incredible to just like you see the potential and you're like, you know, this might be a negative. I'm going to step back and I'm just going to. I'll support him and let him go through. Cause I know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a hockey parent as your coach. Yeah. Like if you have that same coach in your ear day in, day out, and then you like see them outside of the rink, yeah. um, a lot of those messages could fall on deaf ears. So I, I definitely yeah. see where you're coming from in there. And uh, yeah. um, when it came to like stepping back out of coaching and watching him develop, um, what was that like watching him go through? I think it was uh, all the way through like the Quebec rampart up some points and like all the way up through that and up to the draft. What was that like? It was, it was Ryan was a kid that when tested, he always, uh, you know, put his best foot forward in his effort levels. So as I, you know, I put him, I guess when he was younger, I would put him in situations like maybe in playing against older kids, not like, you know, to see if he, he would still rise to the occasion and he always did, you know, he didn't always start off the best it's times, you know, he would feel his way up through, but then he would, you know, he would always be in the top echelon of the players that he was playing against. And, uh, and then, you know, when he got into major midget, you know, uh, basically I just watched him, the coaches let him develop as, you know, as through their training and instruction and things like that. So, but he always, uh, you know, when given the training opportunities, put his best foot forward and made the most of them. And that's, and that's incredibly evident, especially with his time in Colorado as once he got yeah. his feet in there, it was, I mean, the sky was the limit and he really found his place um, in he Colorado. Did. And I think that opened the door to where he is in New Jersey. Um, yeah. Before we go too far down that road, what was yeah. draft night like as a parent? Um, well, we went to the draft. Uh, we, it was in New Jersey. Actually, it's, it's strange. It was in 2013 in New Jersey. And uh, Ryan's agent at the time uh, brought us to Montreal. And we took a bus with the agent's prospects uh, from Montreal down to New Jersey and attended the draft. And it was a, a long day. Ryan never got drafted. I think it was like one in the morning, you know, when he actually, his name got called at 110th position by the New York Rangers. So it was, it was a big alleviation of, uh, you know, fear and uh, concern whether he is going to get drafted because there is that, you know, you, there is chance that, that maybe he did, was not going to get drafted. So, you know, you're trying to be supportive to him during that time and in uh, positive and, uh, and then, you know, when it, when it, his name got called, it was, uh, I guess, you know, it was just, it was awesome. It was just amazing. See the look in his face and uh, the look, my, uh, my ex-wife was there, you know, and uh, for us all, uh, you know, being the same room and, and, you know, and celebrating that it was, it was a great, it was certainly a life, uh, a very positive event in life. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we just watched the 2021 entry draft for all these new players. And it's one of those things that you, 
kind of get kind of just complacent to you see all these reactions but it's a different thing when you get to hear someone's personal story about draft night so that was fascinating and especially like going deeper in the round like you and like one in the morning you're like you're as a parent you're kind of worried for them but you're trying to be supportive at the same time right so with that same mentality how did that translate over to his time in new york um not almost missing that cut after uh training camp and uh yeah. the preseason did you take that same mentality into his time in new york as well he did and and we were always like mystified on why he never rose up to the ranks because uh obviously hartford connecticut where he was playing in the american hockey league is not that far you know from we, we were, I went to see quite a few of his uh, American Hockey League games, and I thought he played very solidly in there. But the Rangers, for some reason, did not see any uh, value in Ryan and didn't see any potential in him and didn't uh, you know give him that chance to, to play uh, with the big team, although they were rebuilding at the time. And it was a, it was a difficult time for Ryan and the family because we just we could not understand why he wasn't being chosen to give him that opportunity at that time. And, and that's funny that like Rangers management at the time didn't see what they had in Ryan, but like we have a fellow uh, podcast here on belly up called the Broadway hat and they're Rangers centric. And I talked to Kyle Hall about, do you guys regret not giving Ryan a chance, especially after his time in Colorado? He said, absolutely. Um, it, It was just something about what management saw at the time, what they wanted to piece together. And none of those pieces are, there anymore in new york <laughs> right. they're they're yeah. rebuilding again so right yeah um yes. it's That's almost right. bittersweet not to like he went through that journey in new york but when the chris begraw trade happened and he yes. made his way in colorado um they gave him the keys and he spent just a little bit of time with uh with the eagles down yeah. there in yeah. loveland and when he uh touched the ice for the avalanche in denver um, he made a name for himself in a big way. And what was that like watching him uh, go up and make a name for himself in Colorado? And I mean, even like the last season he had in Colorado, like making that last minute, like that last effort yeah. save and just all yeah. of those big moments where you're seeing your son, like all over like social media and highlights. What's yeah. that moment yeah. like as a parent? It was, it was just the elation, you know, to see that Ryan was finally getting to, uh, able to show his, you know, his abilities to, uh, you know, in the NHL form, I guess. And it's something that I always believed that he could do. And, uh, you know, when I was very thankful for Colorado that he was able to, you know, to, uh, they gave him that opportunity and, and he sees the moment, you know, Ryan was always a kid like that. When given the, he loved pressure. He loved big games, you know, growing up and, and, uh, so I kind of always felt that given the opportunity, he would put his best foot forward again and, uh, and give the team what he had, you know, he could provide. And, and it, and he did that. And, and I think in a great way, and unfortunately he didn't, you know, he couldn't stay in Colorado and, uh, which was, you know, upsetting to the, to all of us, I guess here, but, uh, uh, you know, New Jersey is a great place. It's closer to home. And I think they're a young rebuilding team would seem to have great management there. So, uh, yeah, we're very optimistic about his, you know, his abilities or what's going to go on in, in New Jersey. And, and that's and like, um, it's no secret here on the podcast. Like I'm a huge avalanche fan, but I'm yeah. also a huge New Jersey devils fan. So I won in that trade regardless. Yes. Um, and what is it like as a parent seeing a fan base that's like when, because trades are never the greatest. They're always kind of bittersweet. It's a new opportunity, but you hate leaving the team behind. Right. 
Um, what was it like as a parent seeing a fan base excited to see your son um, coming to their team? Like there were a ton of New Jersey Devils fans and the media that were elated that Ryan Graves was going to be a New Jersey Devil. What was that like? Was that just one of those like banner moments as a father where your son is like desirable for a, a, a team where just a couple short years ago, the Rangers weren't even giving him an opportunity. It, it, it was a heartwarming feeling. Yes. To, to know again, that he was leaving Colorado, which was disappointing, but that he was going to be in an environment where, you know, he was wanted and, and they wanted him. And so, you know, uh, it, it, I think it's, and, and to hear the general manager of the New Jersey devils, I forget his name right now, but he, uh, you know, I watched his interview about Ryan he said some very positive things and some very accurate things about Ryan in the interview. And I said, you know, this guy has, he, he understands Ryan very well, which is good. So they'll utilize him in a manner where they're going to get the most out of him, you know? And uh, so I, I was very positive about the whole thing. Yeah. And especially like with how everybody touts Joe Sackick as always being the, the master manipulator and getting steals. It's gotta be a great moment to see that uh, seeing that a team acquires your son and that being a steal and people are excited about Ryan yeah, becoming a New Jersey devil. That's gotta be just a great moment. And I know Ryan is going to flourish in New Jersey with how that team is built and yes. skill that Ryan has. I think it's just a perfect blend. And I think Ryan has, I mean, the sky's the limit for Ryan going forward. Well, and I appreciate your confidence in him. And, and I, I feel the same way. Mm. Oh, geez, my sons are going to have a bias, a bit of a bias opinion, <laughs> but, uh, but I do feel that, in New Jersey, he'll be given more responsibilities. He is going to be an older player on the team at 26, which is quite amazing, really. But, um, you know, he, uh, I think that New Jersey has the setting there and uh, a good young team and good management in place, and they've, cho they've chosen good, solid young players to develop them. So given time, that team's going to be a contender. I'm very confident of that. And especially in, and in Colorado, the pieces that he learned from, like learning with – Eric Johnson and Nikita Zadorov and yes. like the veteran leadership they had on just that defensive core and also playing with like Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen and seeing what forward talent and learning from that experience and like this and going through the bubble with that team and yes. also going through two COVID shutdowns in the last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now That's with that veteran uh, that veteran role he's going to take with New Jersey, he has learned a lot, and I can't wait to see what um, is in store for him when it comes to New Jersey. I totally agree with you. You know, it's uh, again, you didn't like to see the trade, but there couldn't have been a better trade, in my opinion. This is a, uh, you know, the shoe's going to fit, and I think you will see Ryan flourish in the environment of New Jersey and with the management there and uh, the style of, of, of play that they present. Uh, I think is you know is going to work very bode very well for Ryan's skill set. And I know, speaking for you, New Jersey is closer to Yarmouth, so yeah. you're not going to have to endure those late, late games when uh, Colorado would make that West Coast swing. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's there's a flight every day from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, to Newark. So uh, yeah, that makes life pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know that's got to be incredible for you. So, yeah. and before we wrap up, Ron, I want to thank you so much for um, coming on here in Puckburg and sharing that that view that a lot of us don't even think about like the, the parent side of watching a player of your, of your child, like growing up and making his way into the NHL and uh, accumulating fans all over the world. So Ron, thank you so much for coming on. Um, 
I certainly appreciate your time. And uh, the only other thing I would say in closing, I, I just think that parents need to analyze their kids, you know, and, and, and don't growl at their kids. If their kids have an issue with the skill set in their game that maybe they could be a better skater or anything, work with them in a fashion without a growling at them. Work with them as a team fashion where they can get better training to, to address that maybe uh, where they could be a better skater, better stick handler, better shooter. Work with them and get them the proper training. Completely agree with you there. Instead of trying to fix everything yourself, listen to your child. And if yeah. they need help in a certain situation or a certain skill set, work with them and getting that training instead of trying to fix everything yourself. And right. And I yeah. could, I absolutely love that you closed it out with that because that's, a, that's something that all hockey parents need to hear is work yeah. with your kid, not work your kid. <laughs> that's right. That that's very true. And, uh, and you'll develop a better relationship with your kid overdo and in that approach there instead of an adversarial one. And uh, you know, and you'll, uh, you'll be, everything will be a better, however your, the kid's hockey career turns out, it'll be a better approach to, to, to solving those issues. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those, if you have that great relationship, they're not going to be like, well, that's thanks for everything. I'm going to go play for the ducks far, yeah. far away. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much for your time. It's been an honor being on here and, uh, and Ryan, will probably be shaking his head when he, uh, finds out, you know, that I've been interviewed, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, no, we wanted to get your story and everything that's uh, going on with you. And we appreciate you so much for coming on. And yep. if this is anybody's first time jumping on over here in Puckburg, you can follow us on Twitter at H Puckburg on Twitter here, underscore N underscore Puckburg on Instagram, find us on Facebook. And if you have a, a puck tale you'd like to share, just like Ron and everyone else we've had on here in Puckburg, you can email the show at here in Buckburg podcast at bellyupsports.com. So for Ron, Ryan, everyone else, thank you so much for stopping by here in Buckburg, and we'll see you again soon. 